0: part five chapter three of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part five chapter three Fyodor petrovitch she cried protect me you at least make this foolish woman understand that she can't behave like this to a lady in misfortune that there is a law for such things i'll go to the governor-general himself she shall answer for it remembering my father's hospitality protect these orphans allow me madam allow me pyotr petrovitch waved her off your papa as you are well aware i had not the honour of knowing someone laughed aloud and i do not intend to take part in your everlasting squabbles with amalia ivanovna i have come here to speak of my own affairs and i want to have a word with your stepdaughter sofya ivanovna i think it is allow me to pass pyotr petrovitch edging by her went to the opposite corner where sonya was katerina ivanovna remained standing where she was as though thunderstruck she could not understand how pyotr petrovitch could deny having enjoyed her father's hospitality though she had invented it herself she believed in it firmly by this time she was struck too by the business-like dry and even contemptuous menacing tone of piotr petrovitch all the clamour gradually died away at his entrance not only was this serious business man strikingly incongruous with the rest of the party but it was evident too that he had come upon some matter of consequence that some exceptional cause must have brought him and that therefore something was going to happen Raskolnikov standing beside sonya moved aside to let him pass piotr petrovitch did not seem to notice him a minute later lebeziatnikov too appeared in the doorway he did not come in but stood still listening with marked interest almost wonder and seemed for a time perplexed excuse me for possibly interrupting you but it's a matter of some importance piotr petrovitch observed addressing the company generally I am glad indeed to find other persons present amalia ivanovna i humbly beg you as mistress of the house to pay careful attention to what i have to say to sofya ivanovna sofya ivanovna he went on addressing sonya who was very much surprised and already alarmed immediately after your visit i found that a hundred-ruble note was missing from my table in the room of my friend mr if in any way whatever you know and will tell us where it is now i assure you on my word of honour and call all present to witness that the matter shall end there in the opposite case i shall be compelled to have recourse to very serious measures and then you must blame yourself complete silence reigned in the room even the crying children were still sonya stood deadly pale Staring at luzhin and unable to say a word she seemed not to understand some seconds passed well how is it to be then asked luzhin looking intently at her i don't know i know nothing about it sonya articulated faintly at last no you know nothing luzhin repeated and again he paused for some seconds think a moment mademoiselle he began severely but still as it were admonishing her reflect i am prepared to give you time for consideration kindly observe this if i were not so entirely convinced i should not you may be sure with my experience venture to accuse you so directly seeing that for such direct accusation before witnesses if false or even mistaken i should myself in a certain sense be made responsible i am aware of that This morning I changed for my own purposes several five per cent securities for the sum of approximately three thousand rubles. The account is noted down in my pocketbook. On my return home, I proceeded to count the money, as Mr. Lebeziatnikov will bear witness, and after counting two thousand three hundred rubles, I put the rest in my pocketbook in my coat pocket. About five hundred rubles remained on the table, and among them three notes of a hundred rubles each at that moment you entered at my invitation and all the time you were present you were exceedingly embarrassed so that three times you jumped up in the middle of the conversation and tried to make off mr lebeziotnikov can bear witness to this you yourself mademoiselle probably will not refuse to confirm my statement that i invited you through mr solely in order to discuss with you the hopeless and destitute position of your relative katerina ivanovna whose dinner i was unable to attend and the advisability of getting up something of the nature of a subscription lottery or the like for her benefit you thanked me and even shed tears i describe all this as it took place primarily to recall it to your mind and secondly to show you that not the slightest detail has escaped my recollection then i took a ten-rouble note from the table and handed it to you by way of first instalment on my part for the benefit of your relative mr lebeziatnikov saw all this then i accompanied you to the door you being still in the same state of embarrassment after which being left alone with mr lebeziatnikov i talked to him for ten minutes then mr lebeziatnikov went out and i returned to the table with the money lying on it intending to count it and to put it aside as i proposed doing before to my surprise one hundred rouble note had disappeared kindly consider the position mr lebeziatnikov i cannot suspect i am ashamed to allude to such a supposition i cannot have made a mistake in my reckoning for the minute before your entrance i had finished my accounts and found the total correct you will admit that recollecting your embarrassment your eagerness to get away and the fact that you kept your hands for some time on the table and taking into consideration your social position and the habits associated with it i was so to say with horror and positively against my will compelled to entertain a suspicion a cruel but justifiable suspicion i will add further and repeat that in spite of my positive conviction i realize that i run a certain risk in making this accusation But as you see i could not let it pass i have taken action and i will tell you why solely madam solely owing to your black ingratitude why i invite you for the benefit of your destitute relative i present you with my donation of ten roubles and you on the spot repay me for all that with such an action it is too bad you need a lesson reflect moreover like a true friend i beg you and you could have no better friend at this moment think what you are doing otherwise i shall be immovable well what do you say i have taken nothing sonya whispered in terror you gave me ten roubles here it is take it sonya pulled her handkerchief out of her pocket untied a corner of it took out the ten-rouble note and gave it to luzhin and the hundred roubles you do not confess to taking he insisted reproachfully not taking the note sonya looked about her all were looking at her with such awful stern ironical hostile eyes she looked at raskolnikov he stood against the wall with his arms crossed looking at her with glowing eyes good god broke from sonya amalia ivanovna we shall have to send word to the police and therefore i humbly beg you meanwhile to send for the house porter lujin said softly and even kindly got der barmherziger i knew she was the thief cried amalia ivanovna throwing up her hands you knew it lujin caught her up then i suppose you had some reason before this for thinking so i beg you worthy amalia ivanovna to remember your words which have been uttered before witnesses there was a buzz of loud conversation on all sides all were in movement what cried katerina ivanovna suddenly realizing the position and she rushed at lujin what you accuse her of stealing sonya ah the wretches the wretches and running to sonya she flung her wasted arms round her and held her as in a vice sonya how dared you take ten roubles from him foolish girl give it to me give me the ten roubles at once here and snatching the note from sonya katerina ivanovna crumpled it up and flung it straight into Lugin's face it hit him in the eye and fell on the ground amalia ivanovna hastened to pick it up Pyotr petrovitch lost his temper hold that mad woman he shouted at that moment several other persons besides lebeziotnikov appeared in the doorway among them the two ladies "What mad am i mad idiot shrieked katerina ivanovna you are an idiot yourself pettifogging lawyer base man sonya sonya take his money sonya a thief why she'd give away her last penny and katerina ivanovna broke into hysterical laughter did you ever see such an idiot she turned from side to side and you too she suddenly saw the landlady and you too sausage eater you declare that she is a thief you trashy prussian hen's leg in a crinoline she hasn't been out of this room she came straight from you you wretch and sat down beside me everyone saw her she sat here by rodion romanovitch search her since she's not left the room the money would have to be on her search her search her but if you don't find it then excuse me my dear fellow you'll answer for it i'll go to our sovereign to our sovereign to our gracious czar himself and throw myself at his feet today, this minute i am alone in the world they would let me in Do you think they wouldn't you're wrong i will get in i will get in you reckoned on her meekness you relied upon that but i am not so submissive let me tell you you've gone too far yourself search her search her and katerina ivanovna in a frenzy shook Lugine and dragged him towards sonya i am ready i'll be responsible but calm yourself madam calm yourself i see that you are not so submissive well well but as to that Lugine muttered that ought to be before the police though indeed there are witnesses enough as it is i am ready but in any case, it's difficult for a man on account of her sex. But with the help of Amalia Ivanovna, though of course it's not the way to do things, how is it to be done? As you will, let anyone who likes search her, cried Katerina Ivanovna. sonya turn out your pockets. See, look, monster, the pocket is empty. Here was her handkerchief. Here is the other pocket. Look, do you see? Do you see? And Katerina Ivanovna turned or rather snatched both pockets inside out but from the right pocket a piece of paper flew out and describing a parabola in the air fell at Lugin's feet everyone saw it several cried out pyotr petrovitch stooped down picked up the paper in two fingers lifted it where all could see it and opened it it was a hundred-rouble note folded in eight pyotr petrovitch held up the note showing it to everyone thief out of my lodging police police yelled amalia ivanovna they must to siberia be sent away exclamations arose on all sides raskolnikov was silent keeping his eyes fixed on sonya except for an occasional rapid glance at Luzhin. sonya stood still as though unconscious she was hardly able to feel surprise suddenly the colour rushed to her cheeks she uttered a cry and hid her face in her hands no it wasn't i i didn't take it I know nothing about it she cried with a heart-rending wail and she ran to katerina ivanovna who clasped her tightly in her arms as though she would shelter her from all the world sonya sonya i don't believe it you see i don't believe it she cried in the face of the obvious fact swaying her to and fro in her arms like a baby kissing her face continually then snatching at her hands and kissing them too you took it how stupid these people are oh dear you are fools fools she cried addressing the whole room you don't know you don't know what a heart she has what a girl she is she take it she she'd sell her last rag she'd go barefoot to help you if you needed it that's what she is she has a yellow passport because my children were starving she sold herself for us ah husband husband do you see do you see what a memorial dinner for you merciful heavens defend her why are you all standing still rodian romanovitch why don't you stand up for her do you believe it too you are not worth her little finger all of you together good god defend her now at least the wail of the poor consumptive helpless woman seemed to produce a great effect on her audience the agonized wasted consumptive face the parched blood-stained lips the hoarse voice the tears unrestrained as a child's the trustful childish and yet despairing prayer for help were so piteous that every one seemed to feel for her pyotr petrovitch at any rate was at once moved to compassion madam madam this incident does not reflect upon you he cried impressively no one would take upon himself to accuse you of being an instigator or even an accomplice in it especially as you have proved her guilt by turning out her pockets showing that you had no previous idea of it i am most ready most ready to show compassion if poverty so to speak drove sophia semyonovna to it but why did you refuse to confess mademoiselle were you afraid of the disgrace the first step you lost your head perhaps one can quite understand it but how could you have lowered yourself to such an action gentlemen he addressed the whole company gentlemen compassionate and so to say commiserating these people I am ready to overlook it even now in spite of the personal insult lavished upon me and may this disgrace be a lesson to you for the future he said addressing sonya and i will carry the matter no further enough Pyotr petrovitch stole a glance at raskolnikov their eyes met and the fire in raskolnikov seemed ready to reduce him to ashes meanwhile katerina ivanovna apparently heard nothing she was kissing and hugging sonya like a madwoman the children too were embracing sonya on all sides and polenka though she did not fully understand what was wrong was drowned in tears and shaking with sobs as she hid her pretty little face swollen with weeping on sonya's shoulder how vile a loud voice cried suddenly in the doorway Pyotr petrovitch looked round quickly what vileness lebeziotnikov repeated staring him straight in the face Pyotr petrovitch gave a positive start all noticed it and recalled it afterwards lebeziotnikov strode into the room and you dared to call me as witness he said going up to piotr petrovitch what do you mean what are you talking about muttered Luzhin. i mean that you are a slanderer that's what my words mean lebeziotnikov said hotly looking sternly at him with his short-sighted eyes he was extremely angry raskolnikov gazed intently at him as though seizing and weighing each word again there was a silence Pyotr petrovitch indeed seemed almost dumbfounded for the first moment if you mean that for me he began stammering but what's the matter with you are you out of your mind i'm in my mind but you are a scoundrel ah how vile i have heard everything i kept waiting on purpose to understand it for i must own even now it is not quite logical what you have done it all for i can't understand why what, what have i done then give over talking and your nonsensical riddles or maybe you are drunk you may be a drunkard perhaps vile man but i am not i never touch vodka for it's against my convictions would you believe it he he himself with his own hands gave sophia semyonovna that hundred-rouble note i saw it i was a witness i'll take my oath he did it he, repeated lebeziotnikov addressing all are you crazy milksop squealed Lugine. she is herself before you she herself here declared just now before everyone that i gave her only ten roubles how could i have given it to her i saw it i saw it lebeziotnikov repeated and though it is against my principles i am ready this very minute to take any oath you like before the court for i saw how you slipped it in her pocket only like a fool i thought you did it out of kindness when you were saying good-bye to her at the door while you held her hand in one hand with the other the left you slipped the note into her pocket i saw it i saw it lu turned pale what lies he cried impudently why how could you standing by the window see the note you fancied it with your short-sighted eyes you are raving no i didn't fancy it and though i was standing some way off i saw it all and though it certainly would be hard to distinguish a note from the window that's true i knew for certain that it was a hundred-ruble note because when you were going to give sofya semyonovna ten rubles you took up from the table a hundred-ruble note i saw it because i was standing near then and an idea struck me at once so that i did not forget you had it in your hand you folded it and kept it in your hand all the time i didn't think of it again until when you were getting up you changed it from your right hand to your left and nearly dropped it i noticed it because the same idea struck me again that you meant to do her a kindness without my seeing you can fancy how i watched you and i saw how you succeeded in slipping it into her pocket i saw it i saw it i'll take my oath lebeziotnikov was almost breathless exclamations arose on all hands chiefly expressive of wonder but some were menacing in tone they all crowded round pyotr petrovitch katerina ivanovna flew to lebeziotnikov i was mistaken in you protect her you are the only one to take her part she is an orphan god has sent you katerina ivanovna hardly knowing what she was doing sank on her knees before him a pack of nonsense yelled Lugine, roused to fury it's all nonsense you've been talking an idea struck you you didn't think you noticed what does it all amount to so i gave it to her on the sly on purpose what for with what object what have i to do with this what for that's what i can't understand but that what i am telling you is the fact that's certain so far from my being mistaken you infamous criminal man i remember how on account of it a question occurred to me at once just when i was thanking you and pressing your hand what made you put it secretly in her pocket why you did it secretly i mean could it be simply to conceal it from me knowing that my convictions are opposed to yours and that i do not approve of private benevolence which affects no radical cure well i decided that you really were ashamed of giving such a large sum before me perhaps too i thought he wants to give her a surprise when she finds a whole hundred-rouble note in her pocket for i know some benevolent people are very fond of decking out their charitable actions in that way then the idea struck me too that you wanted to test her to see whether when she found it she would come to thank you then too that you wanted to avoid thanks and that as the saying is your right hand should not know something of that sort in fact i thought of so many possibilities that i put off considering it but still thought it indelicate to show you that i knew your secret but another idea struck me again that sophia semyonovna might easily lose the money before she noticed it that was why i decided to come in here to call her out of the room and to tell her that you put a hundred roubles in her pocket but on my way i went first to madame Kobelotnikov's to take them the general treatise on the positive method and especially to recommend peter reid's article and also wagner's then i come on here and what a state of things i find now could i could i have all these ideas and reflections if i had not seen you put the hundred-rouble note in her pocket when lebeziotnikov finished his long-winded harangue with a logical deduction at the end he was quite tired and the perspiration streamed from his face he could not alas even express himself correctly in russian though he knew no other language so that he was quite exhausted almost emaciated after this heroic exploit but his speech produced a powerful effect he had spoken with such vehemence with such conviction that everyone obviously believed him pyotr petrovitch felt that things were going badly with him what is it to do with me if silly ideas did occur to you he shouted that's no evidence you may have dreamt it that's all and i tell you you are lying sir you are lying and slandering from some spite against me simply from pique because i did not agree with your free-thinking godless social propositions but this retort did not benefit pyotr petrovitch murmurs of disapproval were heard on all sides ah that's your line now is it cried lebeziatnikov that's nonsense call the police and i'll take my oath there's only one thing i can't understand what made him risk such a contemptible action oh pitiful despicable man i can explain why he risked such an action and if necessary i too will swear to it raskolnikov said at last in a firm voice and he stepped forward he appeared to be firm and composed every one felt clearly from the very look of him that he really knew all about it and that the mystery would be solved Now i can explain it all to myself said raskolnikov addressing lebeziotnikov from the very beginning of the business i suspected that there was some scoundrelly intrigue at the bottom of it i began to suspect it from some special circumstances known to me only which i will explain at once to everyone they account for everything your valuable evidence has finally made everything clear to me i beg all all to listen this gentleman he pointed to Luzhin was recently engaged to be married to a young lady my sister avdotya romanovna raskolnikov but coming to petersburg he quarrelled with me the day before yesterday at our first meeting and i drove him out of my room i have two witnesses to prove it he is a very spiteful man the day before yesterday i did not know that he was staying here in your room and that consequently on the very day we quarrelled the day before yesterday he saw me give katerina ivanovna some money for the funeral as a friend of the late mr marmeladov he at once wrote a note to my mother and informed her that i had given away all my money not to katerina ivanovna but to sofia semyonovna and referred in a most contemptible way to the character of sofia semyonovna that is hinted at the character of my attitude to sofia semyonovna all this you understand was with the object of dividing me from my mother and sister by insinuating that i was squandering on unworthy objects the money which they had sent me and which was all they had yesterday evening before my mother and sister and in his presence i declared that i had given the money to katerina ivanovna for the funeral and not to sophia semyonovna and that i had no acquaintance with sophia semyonovna and had never seen her before indeed at the same time i added that he pyotr petrovitch lujin with all his virtues was not worth Sofia semyonovna's little finger though he spoke so ill of her to his question would i let Sofia semyonovna sit down beside my sister i answered that i had already done so that day irritated that my mother and sister were unwilling to quarrel with me at his insinuations he gradually began being unpardonably rude to them a final rupture took place and he was turned out of the house all this happened yesterday evening now i beg your special attention consider if he had now succeeded in proving that sophia semyonovna was a thief he would have shown to my mother and sister that he was almost right in his suspicions that he had reason to be angry at my putting my sister on a level with sophia semyonovna that in attacking me he was protecting and preserving the honour of my sister, his betrothed. In fact, he might even through all this have been able to estrange me from my family, and no doubt he hoped to be restored to favour with them, to say nothing of revenging himself on me personally, for he has grounds of supposing that the honor and happiness of Sofia Semyonovna are very precious to me. That was what he was working for, that's how I understand it. That's the whole reason for it, and there can be no other it was like this or somewhat like this that raskolnikov wound up his speech which was followed very attentively though often interrupted by exclamations from his audience but in spite of interruptions he spoke clearly calmly exactly firmly his decisive voice his tone of conviction and his stern face made a great impression on everyone yes yes that's it lebeziatnikov assented gleefully that must be it for he asked me as soon as Sofia semyonovna came into our room whether you were here whether i had seen you among katerina ivanovna's guests he called me aside to the window and asked me in secret it was essential for him that you should be here that's it that's it lujin smiled contemptuously and did not speak but he was very pale he seemed to be deliberating on some means of escape perhaps he would have been glad to give up everything and get away but at the moment this was scarcely possible it would have implied admitting the truth of the accusations brought against him moreover the company which had already been excited by drink was now too much stirred to allow it the commissariat clerk though indeed he had not grasped the whole position was shouting louder than any one and was making some suggestions very unpleasant to Lugine. but not all those present were drunk lodgers came in from all the rooms the three poles were tremendously excited and were continually shouting at him the pawn is a ladzhak and muttering threats in polish sonya had been listening with strained attention though she too seemed unable to grasp it all she seemed as though she had just returned to consciousness she did not take her eyes off raskolnikov feeling that all her safety lay in him katerina ivanovna breathed hard and painfully and seemed fearfully exhausted amalia ivanovna stood looking more stupid than anyone with her mouth wide open unable to make out what had happened she only saw that pyotr petrovitch had somehow come to grief raskolnikov was attempting to speak again but they did not let him everyone was crowding round lujin with threats and shouts of abuse but pyotr petrovitch was not intimidated seeing that his accusation of sonya had completely failed he had recourse to insolence allow me gentlemen allow me don't squeeze let me pass he said making his way through the crowd and no threats if you please i assure you it will be useless you will gain nothing by it on the contrary you'll have to answer gentlemen for violently obstructing the course of justice the thief has been more than unmasked and i shall prosecute our judges are not so blind and not so drunk and will not believe the testimony of two notorious infidels agitators and atheists who accuse me from motives of personal revenge which they are foolish enough to admit yes allow me to pass don't let me find a trace of you in my room kindly leave at once and everything is at an end between us when i think of the trouble i've been taking the way i've been expounding all this fortnight i told you myself to-day that i was going when you tried to keep me now i will simply add that you are a fool i advise you to see a doctor for your brains in your short sight let me pass gentlemen he forced his way through but the commissariat clerk was unwilling to let him off so easily he picked up a glass from the table brandished it in the air and flung it at pyotr petrovitch but the glass flew straight at amalia ivanovna she screamed and the clerk overbalancing fell heavily under the table piotr petrovitch made his way to his room and half an hour later had left the house sonya timid by nature had felt before that day that she could be ill-treated more easily than anyone and that she could be wronged with impunity yet till that moment she had fancied that she might escape misfortune by care gentleness and submissiveness before everyone her disappointment was too great she could of course bear with patience and almost without murmur anything even this but for the first moment she felt it too bitter in spite of her triumph and her justification when her first terror and stupefaction had passed and she could understand it all clearly the feeling of her helplessness and of the wrong done to her made her heart throb with anguish and she was overcome with hysterical weeping at last unable to bear any more she rushed out of the room and ran home almost immediately after lujin's departure when amidst loud laughter the glass flew at amalia ivanovna it was more than the landlady could endure with a shriek she rushed like a fury at katerina ivanovna considering her to blame for everything out of my lodgings at once quick march and with these words she began snatching up everything she could lay hands on that belonged to katerina ivanovna and throwing it on the floor katerina ivanovna pale almost fainting and gasping for breath jumped up from the bed where she had sunk in exhaustion and darted at amalia ivanovna but the battle was too unequal the landlady waved her away like a feather what as though that godless calumny was not enough this vile creature attacks me what on the day of my husband's funeral i am turned out of my lodging after eating my bread and salt she turns me into the street with my orphans where am i to go wailed the poor woman sobbing and gasping good god she cried with flashing eyes is there no justice upon earth whom should you protect if not us orphans we shall see there is law and justice on earth there is i will find it wait a bit godless creature polenka stay with the children i'll come back wait for me if you have to wait in the street we will see whether there is justice on earth and throwing over her head that green shawl which Marmolodov had mentioned to raskolnikov katerina ivanovna squeezed her way through the disorderly and drunken crowd of lodgers who still filled the room and wailing and tearful she ran into the street with a vague intention of going at once somewhere to find justice polenka with the two little ones in her arms crouched terrified on the trunk in the corner of the room where she waited trembling for her mother to come back amalia ivanovna raged about the room shrieking lamenting and throwing everything she came across on the floor the lodgers talked incoherently some commented to the best of their ability on what had happened others quarrelled and swore at one another while others struck up a song now it's time for me to go thought raskolnikov well Sophia semyonovna we shall see what you'll say now and he set off in the direction of sonya's lodgings end of part 5 chapter 3 recording by expatriate in Bangor, maine